Hello, everybody, and welcome to a new Pennywise podcast from Lee Enterprises. I'm your host, Terry Barr. If you've been watching the housing market in any time in the last year or two years, you've probably seen some pretty drastic price increases. We're going to learn what it looks like for this year when we talk with Natalie Campisi. Now, Natalie is the mortgage and housing analyst with Forbes Advisor. And Natalie, happy to have you here with us today. Thanks so much, Terry. I'm happy to be here. Great. Well, okay. These prices have just gone through the roof. And and I don't know if that was a funny saying or not, but tell us more. What are you seeing as far as housing prices as we look at 2022? So 2022 has proven to be sort of a continuation of what we saw last year. Home prices are still rising. Um, Usually winter is sort of the slow time. Um, Prices tend to cool a little bit, but we are not seeing that. We're seeing home prices rise. And a lot of that is due to the um, historically low inventory. There's just not enough houses on the market to meet demand. So sort of the basic law of supply and demand, when demand is high and supply is low, prices just shoot up. And and that's exactly what we're seeing. This isn't going to end anytime soon, it feels. Um, Let me ask you about new homes. If people can't buy existing homes, are there new homes being built or is this a problem too? New home construction is also lagging. So this is due to a variety of reasons. It's sort of the perfect storm of horrible. Um, We're seeing, you know, a shortage of labor. So since 2008, the housing crisis, um, the amount of talent and labor and craftspeople has sort of waned and that number hasn't picked up. So there's a shortage there. There's so much demand for new home construction that um, companies are just not able to keep up with demand. Of course, there's the shortage of lumber and supplies. Inflation is playing a huge part in this. So um, the cost of supplies is rising. So it's sort of this, um, you know, a terrible mix of, of, of problems. And um, basically, um, you know, new home builders can't keep up. So what we're seeing is, and also add to that, the fact that Americans are aging in place. So you're not seeing like baby boomers and, and people that are retirement age downsizing or, you know, selling their homes, they're staying in their homes. So that supply is sort of, you know, constrained to, and some, some experts speculate that we're not going to catch up for another 10 years. 10 um, years. Some say that it could take up to 10 years to catch up with, with the, supp- the supply. It's, um, this year was um, the lowest we've had um, on record. So it's, it's, it's pretty bad out there. Yeah. Oh, it it sounds kind of doom and gloom. And I know we don't like to do that, but we want to be realistic and let our listeners know what to expect. Um, Do you have any idea right now what maybe the median house price is? I I can only imagine. So um, right now I'm, I'm not exactly sure. I don't have the number in front of me. Let me see. I want to say, I know it's over 300,000. I'd have to look, but um, you know, it's, risen uh, in some places 19% year over year. So it's really jumped quite a bit. Of course, real estate is local. 
So coastal areas, California, and certain and certain other areas where some of these, you know, people from the West Coast and the East Coast are moving to have really jumped. So like Phoenix, Arizona and Boise, Idaho, places like that, Austin, Texas. I mean, home prices have just skyrocketed. You're seeing places like Houston also rise quite a bit. Um, and this is due to the work from home um, freedom that we've gotten since the pandemic. So people are able to, to bring their big, you know, kind of San Francisco paychecks or their big Los Angeles and New York paychecks to more affordable areas, but then they end up pricing out the locals. So those folks have to move farther. So that's kind of what we've been seeing that people who really do want to buy a home um, and they can't afford to buy where they live, they are moving. I mean, um, it might seem extreme, but those are some of the measures that people are having to take if they if they want to get a home. What about renters? Um, I know we've seen rental prices go up as well, another through the roof, I'll say. But um, are they able to get out of renting to buy a home or do they kind of need to stay put at this point too? So it's sort of a catch-22 for renters right now. Mm. They're, you know, they went from, sort of low rent prices during the start of the pandemic and getting these great deals to a complete about face. Last year, rent prices went up 30% nationwide, which is astronomical. Wow. Yep. Usually to put that into perspective, rent prices don't rise more than two and a half to 3% year over year. So 30% is, you know, an enormous jump. And um, this is really putting the squeeze on people um, who want to save for a home. You know, we're hearing some really terrible stories of people who work full-time jobs, they can't afford rents and they're living in their cars. You know, we just uh, wrote a report about rent prices across the country. And of course, New York City, um, not surprisingly took first place as far as rent prices jumping, but then affordable areas like Tampa, Florida and St. Petersburg, Florida, were the second and third spots, rent prices jumping, which was kind of a surprise because these are areas that are known for affordable housing, low taxes, that sort of thing. So I think it shows that um, there is a squeeze on housing across the board. Have you seen anything like this in the time that you've been doing this? Or is this just a very strange period of time. It's such a strange period of time because I bought my house during the housing crisis. So back in 2007, mm. and that was a completely different animal. You know, you had, um, you know, terrible lending practices yep. coupled with um, uh, oversupply. So we had, you know, an abundance of housing. And now we're seeing the opposite. We're seeing, you know, really um, solid loans. I mean, people have high credit scores. These are these are solid mortgages and we have just a lack of supply. So it's uh, it's just a completely different beast. And I think it's, it's new to most people in the industry. Yeah, and kind of shocking, I, I'm sure. <laughs> So what do we do, Natalie? What, what do we leave with our listeners? What should they be thinking about when, when I'm sure there are many people that will listen to this that want to get their hands on a house? So the first thing I would say is don't be completely discouraged. I mean, this is 
a really difficult housing market. And I've spoken to real estate uh, brokers and lenders across the country, and they tell me the same stories that they have clients that have been in the market for eight months, a year, and it's difficult. It's daunting. You know, some people decide, you know, we're going to max out our budget. We might even tap our 401k. We're just going to buy a house. We just want a house. Some of this is due to FOMO, you know, fear of missing out. They yeah. feel like I have to buy now. A lot of people, um, this is pretty interesting, are really concerned about their school district because of COVID protocols. Mm. So different school districts have different COVID protocols. And so there are a lot of families that really want to get a house in certain districts. So that puts a lot of pressure on them. For people who are, um, are just, they don't have enough of a down payment because as home prices rise, the down payment rises too. So that's really tough. You could have saved up, you know, a 5% down payment and then home prices rise so much that now your 5% down payment is 3%. So right, right. it can feel like you're on this never ending treadmill. My advice is, you know, look a little farther out. Don't, don't look just this year or next year, maybe have a three-year plan, a four-year plan, or even a five-year plan, you know, um, keep in mind that people who are buying houses are sometimes making enormous sacrifices. They're moving across the country, they're tapping savings, they're borrowing from family members. So you may have to get creative. Um, you may have to really consider where you want to live. Um, those big decisions. And I would say, um, don't get so stuck on what's happening today. You know, think, okay, I can't afford it right now, but the market will change. It always does. We don't know what's going to happen in a couple of years. Prices could fall dramatically. They could go up, of course. But mm -hmm. if you have a plan and, um, you know, maybe look at some places that are more affordable, that sort of thing, I think you'll be in a good position um, rather than just sort of like ruminating on what's happening right now, which, you know, it's, it's almost out of our hands. You know, we have, we also are competing with investors, which make up like 23% of the buyers oh, wow. and they have cash. And so they can, you know, outbid anyone and kind of snap up these homes right from under, you know, first time buyers and that sort of thing. Yeah. I like the idea of a plan that always feels a little secure too. Like you have put something down on paper and you're working on it. Is there anything particular that people could put into their plan? Um, I know you mentioned, you know, looking at places to move, should they be working on their down payment? What should they be doing during the next three or five years? You know, they should consider places that they'd like to live. So, you know, if you're living in San Francisco or you're living in New York or Los Angeles, you know, you're looking at, you know, a three bedroom home that, you know, might cost $700,000 or $800,000. So you have to make quite a bit of money to buy those sort of homes. So that might not be practical. You might have to look outside of those areas. And I would say, come up with a list of places you could live, you know, if, especially if you can work from home. Um, you might be in your career building years where you have to live in a San Francisco or an LA or a New York or something like that. Mm -hmm. And that's great, you know, build your career up, you know, maybe um, sort of think about jobs that have higher salaries or positions or things like that, work with a career coach. And you may not need to live in those expensive markets down the road. So I would come up with your wish list of more affordable areas that that might be one step. And then number two, of course, get that down payment ready, yeah. explore down payment assistance program. 
Um, there are so many, and that can be really helpful. Um, there are some down payment assistance programs that don't require you to pay any of the money back. Um, they help with closing costs. So that could be really great. And find a lender that can help you navigate the process. So once you get closer, even if you're a year out, start looking for a lender and they might look at your credit score. They might look at how much money you have and say, okay, you know, this is what you need to do with your credit score to get the lowest interest rate, which is also going to cut down on your mortgage payments right. and ban how much you can afford. They might also say, you know what, you need a little bit more money in savings. Uh, your debt to income ratio is a little high. So they'll help you. A good lender can help you work on a plan. So I would say when you're about a year out, you have a good uh, amount of savings for down payment, start looking for that lender. Oh, anything we're missing aside of have a plan and mm-hmm. chill a little bit, I guess, on yep. this whole thing. Yeah. Yep. I would also say, and this is not available for everybody, I understand, and it can, could be you know, a huge sacrifice, but with rents rising so much, if Ugh. you really are serious about buying a home, if you could can get a roommate, or if you can even mm-hmm. move in with a family member or something to offset these high rent costs, that could be a good move. It, a, you know, it is a big sacrifice, but if you look down the road and it means that you can access home ownership sooner, it might be worth exploring. So I would say, you know, it's rent is, is really high right now and it's no joke and it it can really set you back as far as savings. It sounds like almost anything is on the table these days. Just um, be creative and, and use some of the tips that Natalie just gave us here. Natalie, thank you so, so much. Um, It's been a really interesting ride with this housing market and the pandemic, of course. So uh, we're we're gonna keep an eye on things for sure. Yep, yep, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, Terry. It was such a pleasure. Absolutely. All right, Natalie Campisi. Natalie is the mortgage and housing analyst with Forbes Advisor. And of course, you are listening to the Pennywise Podcast. I'm your host, Terry Barr from Lee Enterprises. Thanks for joining us today.